0: It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone. It is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. Foster. Nine seconds for the win.
1: One okay. ball Turner! Touchdown Nebraska! That's the best block we've seen this year! Breeze hits it in the air to We will see you tomorrow
0: And an option to the right, Tommy on the
1: key, turns the corner, 25-30. Eldridge attack, win 35. Tommy Frazier, 37, 38, 39, 40, 45, 50! Good evening, sports fans. We are coming at you live from WZBC Sports Radio Station here in lovely Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. To all of our listeners around the world, thank you for tuning in. This is Kenny Tomkovich.
0: And this is Isaiah Mueller. And we are very happy to be back after a bit of a rough patch the last two weeks. Uh, Two weeks ago, we had a miss due to an illness. And then last week, we had the whole controversy um, with the door locking, so we were were, locked out of the studio. We were
1: (laughs) locked out of our own studio. Could you believe that?
0: We had a a great show planned, but unfortunately, we never got to see it. But we do have some of the topics that we were planning for last week, ready for tonight. Some remnants of the the good show. Exactly. And some new ones for this week. So, let's jump right in. Sure. All right. So, we're going to start off with a little... NCAA March Madness tournament recap so far and a little Final Four preview. Um, so as you all probably know, we got Michigan State taking on Texas Tech and then uh, Auburn taking on Virginia uh, coming up on Saturday. And I'm honestly really excited for these games. I, I really think that these four teams that are left, I think that they're definitely a combination of the four best teams that we've seen the last month slash the four hottest teams, uh, Michigan State, Auburn. I I mean all these teams that won their conferences and have been basically unstoppable. Um, so I mean these are gonna be some great matchups, and I'm super excited. I don't know about you, but it's gonna be a lot of fun on Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, I've been really enjoying this March Madness. i uh, I think I've said it on here before, but I'll say it again. March Madness is definitely my favorite sporting event of uh, each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching all the games has been a ton of fun. Yeah. Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, I thought were awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, I love the Virginia-Purdue game. That was an mm-hmm. awesome game. Went to overtime. This guy, I think his name was Edwards, the that point yep. guard. Carson
0: Edwards. Dropped
1: 42 points. This guy was knocking <laughs> down threes. Like... I it was unbelievable. I I thought I was watching Steph Curry out mm-hmm. there. He was dropping threes, contested, and every time he was shooting the ball, I'm saying, "Bad shot! What are you doing?" And then it would <laughs> just go in. It was it was so much fun. Uh,
0: Yet they still lost. That's still a lost. tough one.
1: Uh, his guys couldn't give him enough enough help. I guess I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing more that guy could do. <clears throat> he scored forty two points. I'm sure his if he declares for the draft, I'm sure his draft stock is really gonna. Yeah. Uh, climb after that performance against a real quality team like Virginia. That was incredible. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about him other than when I saw him play that game because he really stood out to me. I don't know how he did the rest of the season but uh, that was unbelievable. So yeah, this March Madness. has been great. I I skipped showdown, the dance competition (laughs) here at Boston College. All my friends are going, oh we're going to the dance competition. Kenny, come with us said, no, I don't want to go watch people dance. I want to watch the the lead eight was on. Like, what are you guys talking about? This is the best competition in sports, March Madness. So can't wait for these games. It'll be great.
0: Okay, I, I, I got to be honest. Uh, you probably didn't know this. I actually did go to Showdown. You did go. I did go. And I had a great time there. It was really cool. But I will be honest. I also had my phone pulled up with the, uh, I can't remember which one it was whichever elite eight game was on at the yeah. time i mean it was tough like I, I i couldn't help myself i'm sorry but i i i enjoyed showdown too, but it was just it was such a good weekend for games and honestly when i'm looking back on this tournament, i remember after the um first weekend which was about a week and a half ago now and you know i was i was honestly a bit disappointed with the fact that there was only one double digit seed to come out of it i usually Love to see when those, like, there's that Cinderella team that, like, overcomes all the odds, makes it to the second weekend. And, I mean, this year we didn't really have that. It was,
1: Oregon was the only o- team in the Sweet 16. Right, we Oregon. Up over there. They were the
0: only they were the only um, double-digit seed to make it, which was a little disappointing, and I, I was I was kind of upset by that. But then once we got to this last weekend, and, you know, I kind of realized, like, well, I, I, I mean, that makes for, like, really the best teams that have been all season are going to play each other. Like, that really, that really, like, Worked out, worked itself out because I mean we were treated to some great games this last weekend, and again I think it's the four best teams that are left. So and and I mean it's not like at least what I'm happy about too is that we didn't end up with just ones and twos. I mean what do we have like a one, a th- one three
1: three five, five and
0: and another a, one and a two? No, I think I think it's a two.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, you're right, you're yeah, right.
0: Michigan State's a two, two yeah.
1: three five and one. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's a good that's a good mix of seeds too. Like. When it's all ones and twos, like, that's no fun. But, I mean, we got a good mix, and I think four of the hottest teams, so...
1: You gotta be hot if you're winning the March Madness.
0: That's right, that's right. So, looking ahead to these games, we got Michigan State and Texas Tech. How do you feel?
1: My my bracket selection, <laughs> along with what I believe to be most of the people in this country, have not been doing very well predicting these games <laughs> during... Yeah. A, This tournament, Uh, I chalk it up to it's a crazy tournament. It's March Madness. Mm -hmm. Gut feeling I'm gonna go Michigan State. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom Izzo, yeah, Winston, uh, Winston has been insane. Veteran coach, uh, they just took down Duke, which were the high, pretty much one of the most uh, picked teams to win the the whole thing for sure. Uh, but you know Texas Tech has some quality wins in there too. They beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga's a great team. So right. you don't you don't know until you watch it. You, you really. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you had, if you had to go on, go I'd go Mish State. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I don't know which game. Honestly, I'm more excited for like. I mean, these are gonna be such great games, and I mean, these are both teams that just beat number one seeds. So like, I mean, like. Obviously, you want to say Mission State right away. Like they are the higher seed, and they just beat Duke. And I mean, they've been unstoppable. They rolled through the Big Ten tournament, and they have looked like one of the best teams we've seen all season. But at the same time, there's Texas Tech, who just came off beating Gonzaga, and they've had their own good run. They beat Michigan as well. Who's I mean, they beat the top two Michigan seeds in, by like twenty, right? Yeah, and I by mean nineteen points. Yeah, so I mean, they also beat the two highest seeds in their region, and I mean. They have such a good defense. I mean, they're one of the best defensive teams, and Michigan State's got a high-powered offense. So, uh it's gonna be so fun, and it's
1: gonna be great.
0: I don't know. I I I feel like Texas Tech could pull it off. I really Absolutely. could see it.
1: That's I'm not. I'm not making any.
0: Uh... Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, they're fight. They're a fighting team. They they never quit, and so I mean. Yeah. But Michigan State's gonna be tough. I I think Michigan State's definitely the favorite, not just because of their higher seed, but I mean. Just I mean, if you just look at, like, how they've played, they've, they've, they're have they've probably the favorite, but I'm definitely not discounting Texas Tech. They have a good shot. I think I I could see them pulling it off. Absolutely. And especially, I mean, they're motivated. It's their first uh, Final Four they've ever made, whereas Michigan State's, I mean, they haven't been in this position in a while, but they have been in it before, and so I think Texas Tech has the extra motivation of, you know, proving themselves. They've never been there, so... I, I I'm gonna give it to Texas Tech. You are. Yeah, so I are
1: making your pick.
0: Very very close game. All right, I'm staying in the middle. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> on the middle <laughs> I thought you picked Michigan State.
1: If you had, if.
0: Yeah, if, I mean they're if, uh, the if I favorite. I had to,
1: I have. I actually have a, a pretty solid pick in the Virginia Auburn game though.
0: Really? All right, like, let's hear it.
1: I think Auburn's gonna pull it off. hmm I, Virginia. There's something about them. They just. They seem weak <laughs> to me.
0: Yeah. They, I mean, they had a good game against Purdue. They pulled it out. Wh- they despite, pulled it out, besides but, you, one you know, you're supposed to be the number off.
1: one seed. You're supposed to be, you know, I know Purdue's a great team. I get it. But even, I will never, we were, um, the the day that they were playing, I don't even know who were they playing in the first round.
0: Some. Oh, Garn, uh, was it Garner? Yeah, Gardner-Webb. Gardner-Webb, right? Yeah, who yeah. knows
1: what, where Gardner Webb is from, I have no idea. <laughs> Nobody knows anything about them. Last year they lost to a sixteen seed. Mm-hmm. I was in a car with my buddies, and we were we were going for a little weekend trip to Martha's Vineyard, and we look. I'm watching the game on my phone. Gardner Webb was up ten points on them. Yeah. For a while we're going. Holy crap! Are they going to do it again? Mm-hmm. Are they going to lose to a sixteen seed again? Mm-hmm. And. To me, if you you gotta be, if you're the number one seed, you're the University of Virginia should be blowing out Gardner Webb. That shouldn't it should never even have a lead on you.
0: Well, they did in the second half, though. I mean, it was completely first was half different to second, half, second was half. But I'm saying really like different.
1: you gotta play, you gotta be consistent. Uh, Auburn is just coming off of uh, of beating Kentucky.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, uh, they had they beat what Kansas, into, North Carolina. They
1: beat North Carolina. North Carolina. In my bracket, was my was my pick to win it all. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm yeah, going to be honest. Which very common. Didn't it's work probably... out
1: well, but that was my pick. Yeah. I had I had North Carolina Duke. I thought North Carolina was going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Auburn beat them. North Carolina's a great team. Kentucky's a great team. Yeah, These guys are hot. Virginia does not seem as hot to me. Yeah. Virginia seems a little bit sluggish. I don't know, you know... Kyle guy, who knows?
0: Mm. The only the only problem I have right now with looking at those first games is that, like, I'm also really big on Auburn, especially after those last few games, but they, they also had a really close one in their first game, too, which, I like, the, I mean, they acted like they wanted to lose that one. They played New Mexico State. They let them come back, and it came down to a missed three that won them the game. But, I mean, ever since then, they've been looking unstoppable. And so... I don't know. I like obviously this one has a bigger difference between the seeds. We got a one seed Virginia versus five Auburn. But I like Auburn too. I mean, they took down three teams that are Final Four consistents, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Kansas. And I mean, they won and before that they had to win the SEC tournament. They beat Tennessee and I, they, I don't, won,
1: they won the tour. I didn't yeah, even know that.
0: Yeah, they beat Tennessee in the SEC in the uh SEC final. And so Wow. They have been literally probably the probably the hottest team in the NCAA right now. And what always concerns me about Virginia is that it's been the same thing this year and the past few years. They're so focused on defense, which is which is great, but they they never put up enough points. I mean, they put up 80 in overtime to beat uh, Purdue in their last game, but before that, I mean, they beat Oregon 53-49. I just they never score enough points in Auburn Even without, with Okiki, who was one of their best players who just went out, even without him, they still put up upwards of 70 points last game, and I mean, that's a consistent number for them, whereas for Virginia, that's really rare, and I mean, I could see Virginia holding Auburn to not as many points as they usually score, but I I don't know, I don't trust Virginia in their low-scoring ways. I, I think Auburn, with how much momentum they have, all these big wins they've had, and Virginia, I mean, they've kind of just like I don't know they the their pat they they've haven't limped. seen it as hot they they've kind of limped. limped yeah that's a good word for they've, they've limped, limped there. into
1: the final four right
0: and so I mean they're still a really good team and oh, it'll be a, excellent they it'll could, be a good game they could game. certainly win they yeah
1: Virginia could certainly win I just I don't know I have a feeling with Auburn
0: yeah and I I mean I will say that I I'm more confident about this one honestly which is. Might seem crazy because it's a bigger difference with the seeds, but I'm more confident with Auburn beating Virginia. I, I feel like it's going to happen. The Texas Tech-Michigan State one, it's 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 really a, a coin flip. That one's so tough. But this one, I, I think it's going to be Auburn. They're so hot. And Virginia, I, I, they don't seem like a national championship team to me. I mean, you got to give them credit, though, because they did make it past North Carolina and Duke. Uh, neither of those team, I mean, those are definitely – more picked teams to make the final four from the ACC and I mean they've proved themselves by making it there. I mean they I, I feel like they're a little overshadowed by those two teams, but I mean here they are. They made it this far. So you have to give them some credit. I just I don't think it'll be enough though. I don't think it'll be enough. I, I which would be crazy because a lot of people had Duke and UNC at least one of those teams in the national championship. And now it's very, very real that there could be no ACC team even in the championship. So that'd be crazy. After a year of great ACC basketball yeah. that absolutely torched Boston College, <laughs> I think uh, that'll be crazy if that happens, which is very – there's a very high chance of that. Yeah, so, we'll see. Mm-hmm. So.
1: You want to talk about, about Duke?
0: Yeah, that's an- another big thing. Um, that was crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's I. I mean, I guess it just shows Michigan State's talent. But I mean, that was so unexpected. Were you watching the game?
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I don't know. That was so wild. And I think by I mean I know by far that Duke had the mo, like mo, the most people. The they had the highest majority of uh, picks to win it all. I know I had them. I wasn't. You know, I wasn't the most confident in them, but I just after going through each game, picking my bracket, I just couldn't ever see like which team was gonna beat them. I had LSU beating Michigan State, so I had LSU versus Duke, and then Duke winning that one. So I, I had a lot of problems with my bracket. <laughs> wasn't Me, a great too. year for the bracket. Me, I only had one Final Four team, which was Texas Tech. So I don't
1: think that was I, sad. Did I have any? No, I had none. <laughs> so it's
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, I only had I only had one and. That and I don't even have Texas Tech winning. Thank, so thank that's God tough.
1: that you were sick two weeks ago and we didn't have to talk about our brackets. <laughs> I don't know; they might have kicked me off the air.
0: Yeah, honestly, that I mean, like mine's not horrible, but it's really in the middle. Mine, but mine's it's just bad. average. Mine's pretty bad. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. <laughs> hey, it's March Madness, everyone! It's March Madness. <laughs> but anyway, back to Duke though. So, I mean, it, they're gonna join the ranks of one of the best teams to have not won a title. But the fact that they didn't even win a Final Four, or make a Final Four, like, I mean, that's pretty shocking, but I guess my feelings with Duke is that they always seemed like, they they always seemed to me like a team that, like, knew they were really good and wanted to show people that, and they, they didn't always seem like they were, like, the team that was wanting it the most or trying the hardest, and I think that especially came out in the Michigan State game, because... I mean Duke, they they get a little showboat, a little showboaty, I feel like, and I think that I think they did in the Michigan State game. And I think it cost them, and I think just watching that game, Michigan State, they weren't that far behind talent wise, and they acted like the team that wanted it more.
1: Did, did you just say you don't think they were trying hard?
0: Well, I mean, I just feel like they can they can get a little like air, a little full of themselves, and that and that's why they ended up with however many close games before getting there. And I mean, they had like. The close game against UCF, and then the close game against Virginia Tech. So, and I mean, if we calling them, if we calling them one of the greatest teams of all time, they shouldn't have had a close game against a nine seed or a four seed, and they should have beat a two seed. So I, I, I honestly think they, I, I mean, and again, they're freshmen, so maybe people thought they had more talent than they did. But I mean, you look at a team. I mean, those are, like, gonna be good NBA players. Yet they did. They barely won NCAA tournament games. So, yeah, I don't. I don't. I think they. I think they could have put a little more effort in.
1: <laughs> He's laughing because I just made a funny face. <laughs> um, I disagree with you on the effort. I don't. I think these guys went out there and and really tried their hardest and, uh, they did the best that they could do, and I think they left it all, out, it all out there on the court. I think. You could see it in the faces of them after the game was over. They, yeah, they I mean, upset, they were upset. But, you know, um, even like some people were saying, Zion, don't go play anymore. You got hurt. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Chalk it up. Uh, wait till the to the NBA draft. You're going to get drafted first. Mm-hmm. What did he do? He came back. He went back and he played. He's a competitor. The guy wants to win. Yeah. I think he wants it. I think he wanted it. Really bad, and that's why he came back because he thought he could do it with his boys. And I heard that him and and Barrett are really close. And I feel like I don't think it's fair to say that they didn't they didn't want it. I think they wanted it. Um, their loss. They were close against UCF. They had Taco Falls, seven foot six. Yeah. The formula, obviously, for beating Duke was you had to stop them from getting inside. When you have a guy that's seven foot six. It makes it more difficult to get inside. Was it a close game? Was it closer? Should have been one versus nine, perhaps. But it's March Madness, and it happens. Um, Virginia Tech, same thing. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing: they're probably the most talented team in the nation, recruiting wise, and and these guys that they had their starting five is probably the most talented in the nation. I don't think anyone would argue that Coach K isn't the best coach in the country. I think it comes down to either experience or it's March Madness and crazy stuff happens.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, UCF, I mean, they were a nine seed, but I thought that was a little low for them. They were a really good team. And, honestly, if, if you put them anywhere else in the bracket, I think they would have had a lot better go of it. I mean, they looked – I mean, when, they, when they, played, they played Duke, they looked like – in a Amazing. That was an awesome game. And yeah, that was an awesome game. And I mean, and what it came didn't. Yeah, it came down to the the ball rolling around the rim and going out. They were this close. Yeah, inches away. So I think they could have made a a run if they weren't playing Duke there. So I mean, yeah, Duke is one of the best teams. I again, I just felt like, especially in the last game, against Michigan State, those loose balls and especially when it like just throughout the game. I mean, once he got down to the wire. It seemed like a really competitive game, but I just felt like throughout the game with rebounds and loose balls and stuff, I I, I looked to me like Michigan State just wanted it a little more, and and then if you want it more throughout the game rather than just in the last few minutes, that's gonna that's gonna be the key to giving you the win. So I think just from what I saw, I thought Michigan State wanted it more.
1: All right, so here's my question then, and this is not attacking you or anything. I'm just saying, uh. Them wanting him more, do you think that has to do with the coaching at all? Tom Izzo, did he coach his guys better than, than Coach K coach? And then a follow-up <clears throat> question to that. If they had the most talented uh, starting five in the nation this year, and they didn't even make a Final Four, is Coach K really as great as we think he is?
0: Yeah, I mean... Well, for the first question, yeah, I I like Tom Izzo. I I like his passion, and I mean he's always yelling at his guys, but he loves them. And I, so I I yeah, I think the coaching was definitely a part of it in that he's always, um, you know, just so so emotional, and I think that de- definitely like rubs off on the players and makes them get a little more passionate and, into it. And I mean, Shashevsky, he like, he's got a winning system, like. Like, I'll give him that. And he coached a great team and a team that, like, won the ACC and, you know, had a great season. And so, I don't know, for the, like, for Duke, I just didn't seem like the passion was quite as there. And, I mean, Coach K will get, like, pretty lit up and yell at his guys, but I don't know. Just, like, watching, like, the moods on the players and, like, the way they acted in the games, I I, I feel like they could have used a little more passion. And... More passion from Coach K. Yeah, and from each other. Like, I mean, I, like I mean, he was probably like Coach K. I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't like fired up or anything.
1: Well, I didn't think he looked that fired up, but honestly, Coach nothing K, compared to Izzo,
0: though.
1: Oh, nothing compared to Izzo. But Coach K doesn't always get the most fired up. At least yeah. from my time watching him, but. You know, people still consider him to be one of the best coaches. Yeah. it's
0: not like that. Ever, it's not like that is a big thing. But I no, think, especially in March, in a different way. Right, but I think, especially in March, that that can have an impact. Like making it clear to your guys that you that this is it. Like this is the whole season, and you have yeah, to want. I think want they it.
1: know that Isaiah. Come
0: on. Well, I know, but I think a coach that's going to be there and like make them realize that and keep reminding them and keep pushing them is. I, I think that's pretty big, especially in March. So. I don't know, I, I'm obviously Coach K, he coached a great season, so you have to give him credit, and I mean, they lost a close game, so I don't know, they, I don't know, He he's he's still one of the best coaches of all time, oh, and Coach, K, Coach Bo- K, well, both of them, but Coach K, I mean, he's been doing it for so long, and won so many titles, it's just, I, I feel like, this season, I mean, because they've won titles with not as good of teams as this, so I think it was just I think it was I think it was more on the players, honestly, not not wanting it enough. They've had I mean this people say this is the best team Duke has ever had, and they didn't even make a final four. So I mean, what does that tell you about the players? I I, I think it's I think it's clear. I don't know, but it's clear. But I
1: don't know what else to say <laughs> to uh. <laughs> it's, I mean.
0: That's just what I. I mean. That's what I saw. I don't know. I. Okay. Saw all their games in March Madness, and I don't know. They didn't seem to. I just always. I always got the impression that they thought they were so good that they just didn't play like it.
1: Well, I mean, I guess it's fair. I guess um, young young teams that are that are such or they're stacked so high with talent. Yeah. Maybe it gets to their head a little bit. Possible. Uh, I still don't really agree with that it didn't <laughs> want it. But that's okay. We can move on. I don't... Yeah, I'm I
0: just think as much as... I, I just think they didn't want, want it as much as Michigan State. I'm not saying they didn't want it at all. I just think Michigan State was a more passionate team, and that's... I think that's what got them the win. I think they wanted it more. But we can move on. Let's move on to some baseball talk. Baseball. Yeah. Was, I mean, this is... I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm so excited. It's been a, it's been an interesting start to the season so far. That's, that's for sure. We got some very strange uh, records so far, especially um, in the AL East. It's basically upside down with the Rays, with the Rays, Orioles, Jays, Yankees, Red Sox.
1: The Sox lose again tonight.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, they're at they're at one win right now, and so. That's been a very interesting um development so far, and again- and like it's obviously still really early, but I think specifically for the a l east like i think it'll i think it'll correct itself I think it'll still be Yankees Red Sox at the top, but like it's been a it's very strange when it starts off like this. You can't look into it that much, no, you can't I mean there's hundred sixty two games and they've played six so I mean, this could easily just be chalked up to like a uh, like a losing streak way, in the middle of the season. Way too early. Right, right, and so I think it'll still probably flip itself upside down, or at least at least the Yankees, Sox will be the top, and Jays and Rays will probably be. I mean, three, four, Orioles are that uh, they'll probably be the worst team again. Yep. But it's it is kind of interesting. These teams will. I mean, it's not like it's not something super uncommon though. Teams will uh start the season off really hot and you'll people will kinda start to think like, oh wow, is this the year of the Mariners or is this the year of the Rays? Like these random teams that, you know, nobody really talked about and they'll have these really hot starts, but I mean they almost always correct themselves. They not they, they never have the same star power and like they like the Red Sox will be back up there. The Astros the Astros are at two and four. I'm sure th- I, I, I they're my prediction to win the AL West. I'm sure they'll be back up there, so i you can't really look into these these early season trends like this no. that much. no, so that one was crazy that that is crazy though with the Red Sox only winning one of their first six again it, they do have a kind of a tough stretch though they had to start the season with like a i think like a almost two week long road stretch in on the west coast, so that's a really tough way for anyone to start the season. But I mean, they are the reigning World Series champions, and they didn't—the team didn't change that much. They had like a hundred, like almost hundred twenty wins last season, so it's—it's it's not much re- like explanation for it. Just, it is kind of disappointing, but I mean, it is a tough road stretch. You know who so. has?
1: You know who's had six straight road games? Who? The New York Mets. You
0: know what the uh, New York Mets record <laughs> is?
1: Five and one. They just won tonight. Jacob DeGrom, seven innings. I two hits, fourteen yeah. strikeouts, yep. zero earned runs. Fourteen was his is his career high. Mm-hmm. And he blasted a home run himself.
0: Yeah, that was that was impressive. He is he's something else. <laughs> That's for sure. Listen, man, I'm gonna say it
1: now, and I know I'm biased. I'm a Mets fan. Don't sleep on the Mets this year.
0: Yeah, I I think they'll definitely have a good team. But I mean, they're in a tough division with the Phillies and Nationals. It's going to be tough. Yeah. But I think it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Uh, I you know, honestly, my my pick for the NL East was the Phillies, but I and that's pretty close with the Nationals. Um the Mets, I kind of was thinking of them ending like third place. <laughs> we'll I know see. you hate to see hate to hear it, we'll but We'll see. You know, I'm not I'm not discounting a possible wild card run. Um De-
1: DeGrom, three runs or fewer in thirty one consecutive starts. Yeah, he's had a I think it's a record.
0: Yeah, it's um I actually did see that they it's the he almost I think he tied Bob Gibson's record for quality starts in a row with like twenty six or something.
1: First pitcher in Mets history to start season with back to back ten plus strikeout games.
0: Yeah, that I mean he is coming off of a Cy Young winning season, and if we're gonna talk predictions, that's my prediction. I I, I think he will repeat. You I think mean, he, Jake's gonna repeat? I think so. I it's, it'll be close with Scherzer. Scherzer is obviously so good, but Degrom. I mean, again, it's so early. It's so early, but I mean, he seems just unstoppable. My Met,
1: my Mets fans back home are gonna hate me, but I gotta pick Scherzer. Really. I it'll be close. I mean it's it was close. the
0: gram in my eyes and I think he would go either way. Mhm. Yeah, and you know what what hurts for me is that I, I've always been a huge Clayton Kershaw fan and I I've always thought he's one of the greatest pitchers of all time, but he's been so bogged down by injuries. Like I mean like if you'd asked me a week ago, I thought like I I thought you could put him into consideration, but I mean he's injured right now and I just I always think of him as one of the greats but he's so he's always bogged down by injuries and I mean he's led his Dodgers to I mean the World Series last year two years in a row and I I've always been a big fan of his and I wanted to have him up in the discussion but I it, it'll be tough to he's always it seems like he's always out with injury.
1: Yeah, I mean when you're behind Scherzer in the ground it's going to be even tougher.
0: Right, exactly. It's going to be there's some good I mean, there's some good pitching all around. But, like, those two guys are definitely going to be the top two in the NL. Absolutely. For sure. And then switching it over to the AL. um, That one, it it seems like it'll be a little more open. Last year's winner was Blake Snell, which was kind of out of nowhere, Uh at least I thought. And so, I mean, it's going to be pretty open this year. We got the Red Sox have some good pitchers. Chris Sale will be up there. Um, Garrett Cole, Verlander. Those I mean those are some of the best pitchers, but I think those I think the AL is a lot more open. And I this is where I'm gonna insert my fan bias. Uh, I'm a big Minnesota Twins fan. And you gotta watch out for Jose Barrios this year. That's gonna be a name to learn. I mean, he had a good he had a really good season last year. He had a great opening day start, no runs, only a few hits in almost eight innings pitched. I think he'll be in the discussion. I think you wait a couple months. Jose Barrios, I think, is going to be up there for sure. I've never heard of him before. Yeah, I mean, now he, I know he had a, he had a great season last season, and I mean, he wasn't talked about a whole lot. He was, I believe, he, you. he was the Twins' number one guy. Um, but it was kind of his first year in that role, so I mean, you're not going to obviously be like turning heads yet. But I think this season is going to be his breakout season. So, and, and in an AL where it's not as I feel like narrow with who's going to win, especially because I saw a lot of. A lot of people have predicted Chris Sale to win the AL Cy Young. Oh, I have. Yeah, but I mean he's had I mean again, so early, but he he had he hasn't done a whole lot too well so far. He's had a couple poor starts and so I think it's I just all I'm saying, I mean he'll obviously pick it back up, but it's it, it'll be open for anyone to make a big run, especially after last year with Blake Snell winning it. Just out of nowhere, so I think it. I think it'll be. It'll be really interesting.
1: Well, I think Sale would have won it last year if he didn't get hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean that's yeah. That's so I'm definitely kinda, good I'm argument. i kind of
1: giving him a little bit of a, of a carryover. Yeah. I feel yeah. like he he deserves it because he should have won it last year, but he got hurt. I mean, he's been in the <clears throat> in the top five of voting for Cy Young for the past uh six straight seasons. Mm-hmm. So and he still doesn't. He still doesn't have one.
0: Yeah, so that that's I think this might crazy. be his year, especially after he. I mean, he was so big in that World Series. He he pitched the final inning. Like, yeah, it, it's crazy. He's he's one of the best pitchers in the league for sure. So you're
1: right. He does
0: that he's. It's been a tough start to this. I mean, but it's been a tough ADRA start for the Red Sox so
1: far. Wow.
0: Yeah, and that kind of just goes to show how the Red Sox season has been so far. They have been.
1: It's way way crap. too early.
0: It it is, but. I I mean that does show like it's been tough, a tough go for them on the road so too small a sample size so far That's true That's true I mean again 6 or 7 games out of 162 like I mean that's only it's a nothing It's nothing but you know and so I guess looking off the pitchers into uh position players uh for for MVP I know a lot of people uh for the NL a lot of people kind of wanted to move on from Christian Yelich, and what I read. I mean, he was the MVP last year, had such a great season. And, I mean, people kind of wanted to, you know, look away. And, I, honestly, a lot of things I saw, he, I mean, he wasn't even, like, top three. But he's been lighting it up so far. And, I, I don't know, for the 10th time, it's so early. But he's been having a great season. And I, I could see him repeating. I mean, he is a great player. And I mean his stat line last year. His average. I mean he almost had the triple crown last year, and he's kind of acting like right now as if last season didn't stop. He's been ridiculous, and so yeah. And I mean, I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot of people talked about Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. That's why I think I think Paul Goldschmidt's
1: going
0: to win. Yeah, and I I think it'll be close, but I don't really like that people are discounting Yelich so early because I mean he led the Brewers to. What was that? Game seven of the NLCS, and they they haven't been there, and Lord knows when since Lord oh, he, knows when. And he definitely win. Yeah, he so definitely yeah, I think he's gonna be up there I, honestly. And, and you know, I probably wouldn't have even picked him to win last week. And <laughs> you can't pick someone to win out, at, off of one week. But as of right now, I want to say that he's gonna be top two for sure. I think it will be him and Goldschmidt up there.
1: All right. I mean, we'll see.
0: Yeah, and then for AL. It's 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 tough to, uh, unless he gets injured. I mean, it's Mike tough to it's Trout. it's tough to not to Mike not give Trout. it to Mike Trout. I mean, after that huge contract, I mean, that just goes to show. I mean, he is one of the best we've ever seen. He is ridiculous, Dude, and it's it's always seemed crazy to me. He's stuck around with this Angels team that hasn't done anything for him they paid him besides besides pay him they haven't (laughs) they haven't won anything with him so they paid him they paid him that's it i mean
1: 430 someone pays me 430 million dollars i'll stick around right
0: right but you know you you almost kind of have to like feel for them like like you want him to win at least like one world series i mean he's got a lot of time left but i'm not i don't know how old he is i i'm sure he has a lot of time left but like you kind of feel for them. Like, they, they got to at least win, like, the division once.
1: I feel for them, but yeah. I feel like in baseball, as opposed to all the other sports, championships are less important when looking at the individual, at the individual player. Yeah. So, let me explain. Baseball, get up to the plate. It's you versus the pitcher. The stats speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. NBA, NFL kind of more of a team sport. Stats don't say it all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where you really have to will your team to victory. Whereas in baseball, is Mike Trout going to make a big impact on the Angels? Of course. But people aren't going to judge his greatness on whether he's gotten a World Series or not. People are just going to look at his stats when it's all said and done.
0: Right. And uh, that does, that makes sense. I mean, baseball is probably the best Sport for statisticians because I mean it. It, it really, it really looks at everything. Whereas you know, like NBA basketball, like there's so many different like little like plays that don't go into the stats. I mean, absolutely. And people look at blocks, steals, points, assists, rebounds, and that's it. Whereas baseball, I mean, it's how well you're fielding, how well you're batting. I mean, there and there's all the little different stats, like all the different little measurements that you're definitely right. Like it's not just championships. They'll look at. Like where where you played and like your stats, because I mean, because there's so many games too, you get to see like all the best pitchers, and when you're playing so well like he does against all the best pitchers, yeah, I mean he'll his legacy won't really be affected by it. whether or not he wins a title or even a division title. I mean, you still kind of want to see them win one, but like again, it doesn't matter nearly as much as other sports. You're you're definitely right with that one, and I mean. It's just the, the amount of games, the stats, it's it's a whole different game than any other sport. So. so yeah, that's my that's my AL MVP pick. I'm sure it's yours. I'm sure it's almost any baseball fans, so <laughs> he's just he's unstoppable. One of the best. You wanna talk a little Bryce Harper?
1: I was thinking, why how about we skip to? Uh, we only have twenty minutes left, and I really want to talk about this last week. I want to talk about Gronk, and then if we oh, years, yeah, we could skip back. Yeah, because sure. we we have to we have to talk about Gronk in this show because <laughs> we don't want to wait too long because it's such a big story. So. Right,
0: this is one of the ones we were planning for last week because yeah. of his retirement Who, last week. But so
1: Gronk, obviously, is the entire uh, sports world knows retired. Um, we would have loved to talk about this. Uh, last week when it was more breaking news, but hey, we gotta do what we gotta do. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent career at the New England Patriots, multiple rings, fan favorite, great personality. It was a pleasure to watch him him play. It was a pleasure for him to be a part of uh, of the generation that I really got into watching mm-hmm. the NFL. Um, I'm excited to see what he's gonna do with the rest of his life. I think he'd be awesome on TV. I think he'd be so good if he really, if he decided that he wanted to be a commentator or one of those guys on on NFL Today or something like that. I mm. think that would be the coolest thing. <laughs> I think those uh, those agencies should should pay him whatever he wants to to go do that because everyone would watch. He'd be such an entertaining. Uh, <laughs> personality in those shows but um so we're bringing up the question was he the greatest tight end ever what do you think isaiah
0: no no definitely for sure top five probably probably top three on eh, i'd say for sure top five pretty good shot top three no way he's number one so what makes you say that i mean i was like i've been comparing a lot of his stats with some of the other greats Um, and I mean, a lot of, a lot of it has to do for me with the fact that, I mean, he only played nine seasons, whereas a lot of the other greats and, you know, I'm I'm referring to like Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, Shannon Mm -hmm. Sharp, Kellen Winslow. I mean, they played careers like almost, I mean, almost twice as long as him. And Antonio Gates started seven seasons before him and he's still playing. And so, I mean, that's not really Gronk's fault. I know I I mean he got plagued by injuries but still I I feel like it, it's tough to not to not give it to someone because they had to basically retire because of that but still I mean this he at the end of the day he doesn't have the same stats as some of those other greats that played a lot longer and so I I and like Tony Gonzalez I mean he played for so long and had just ridiculous amount of touchdowns and receiving yards and I I mean he was a all star every I mean I like I don't think he's better than him and Antonio Gates I mean you watch him now and it's not like he's like winning I mean I mean the Chargers had a great season last season and he's I mean, not he,
1: contributing he, as much
0: right he's not contributing as much but still I mean he's also been in the league for uh, fifteen sixteen years now and so so
1: you're you're really relying on longevity in terms of statistics is is your point
0: yeah I mean. I'm not saying he shouldn't have retired, like especially like I'm not saying he should have retired in order to get more stats to be the best. I mean, obviously health is most important and it seems like he missed half the season like every season. So and I mean with that with the with how much he missed, he has some great stats and that's why he definitely deserves to probably be top 3. But at the end of the day, you just I I can't give him the number 1 just like based off of how the other grades we've seen, and just the careers they put up, and it's tough because uh, I don't I'm I'm not gonna say injuries are the only reason for that, but it is tough to that I mean that he couldn't play as long because of that, so I don't know he I mean he's so he was so fun to watch and so dominant and teams needed multiple people to tackle him, which is probably why he got injured so much, but still, I I I think Gonzalez is number one all time. I mean, he was just so phenomenal. And and then you got Sharp, too. Shannon Sharp with the Broncos for so long. And, I mean, he also won three titles. And John Elway and Shannon Sharp were kind of like the original Brady and Gronk. I mean, maybe not on the same level. Like, Brady's a overall better quarterback than John Elway. But, I mean, if we had been alive, what, 20 or so years ago, I, I mean, you'd see that it, I mean, it was kind of the same thing. It was just such an iconic quarterback tight end duo. And so, like, I think that's, that's a, like, the type of player that you kind of have to keep into consideration. And you can't just discount them. I mean, and it, it's easy to because we haven't seen someone as good as Gronk in a while. But still, you can't forget some of the greats.
1: All right, here's where I'm going to disagree. Statistically wise... I disagree with your argument. I think that the most important thing, I'm not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not a longevity guy. I'm not looking at the longevity in terms of these guys. I'm looking for how long they played and how productive they were when they played. I looked at all these guys you're talking about, Gronk, Gonzalez, Gates, Sharp. Throughout these guys' whole careers, Gronk had the most in terms of yards per game out of all those guys. Sixty-eight yards per game receiving, obviously. Yeah. Whereas Gonzalez had fifty-six, Gates fifty. I threw Witten, Witten Wh- in here. He had fifty-two. Sharp at forty-nine. Then I looked at the percentage of times that they scored touchdowns in a game. Gronk was just about seventy percent. Gonzalez forty-one percent. Gates forty-nine. Witten twenty-eight. Shannon Sharp thirty percent. If we're talking stats. I have Gronk as statistically the greatest tight end of all time. But I'm not a big stacker. Stats are important, but when it comes to the NFL, it's not baseball. It's not me versus the pitcher. This is my batting average. This is how many home runs I hit. It's not that. Because a lot of these guys did stuff that isn't going to show up on on the the stat line. Being an amazing blocker, opening up uh, running holes. Drawing defenders, you know how many defenders Gronk probably drew. You know how many. You know how much uh, that team is gonna not do as well in the passing game now because you don't have all these guys looking at Gronk, and then it's gonna leave Edelman open.
0: Yeah, but I mean, Gonzalez was kind of. I mean, I okay, m- I remember no, 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 him playing.
1: Wait. But let me let me finish. So then to finish that point, I would say that me as an individual was not able to watch Tony Gonzalez in his prime or Antonio Gates in his prime. Because I, I was, they were playing in their prime kind of when I was born, but I wasn't able to analytically watch a, uh, a right. football game and, this, and be able to judge Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates at that time. So, therefore, I would say that I don't know if he's the greatest of all time because I didn't get to watch him play. I mean, I didn't get to watch the guys that before him uh, play as mm-hmm. much as I got as I got to watch Gronk play. Yeah. So, and because it's not a purely statistical game, that's why I'm not going to judge it straight off the stats. But if we are looking at the stats, stat-wise, Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time. But then this is the same thing like the Michael Jordan, LeBron James debate. Yeah. If you look at the stats, some people say that <clears throat> LeBron is better. Jordan has him with the points, but everything else is pretty much LeBron. But I don't go on to but make then, that then argument. LeBron
0: passed Jordan with points? I'm
1: talking average. Oh, okay. I don't... But I'm not going to begin to to debate that LeBron's better than Michael Jordan because I, get, I didn't get to see the man play. How could I, as someone analyzing the situation say that LeBron is better than Michael if I wasn't growing up during Michael's time and get to see him play.
0: Well, you, I mean you can still watch highlights, you can still look at stats. Highlights and are
1: highlights, and, but that's the thing. I don't I don't like the stats yeah. in terms of the situation.
0: And I, I mean maybe this is I mean I've always been someone that thinks LeBron is better than MJ and I you know, I mean that's obviously really contentious and that I mean that probably goes to show like how I feel about longevity and Stats and I mean, just what you can do over a long career. Maybe that. Maybe that's why. But still, I I think LeBron's better than MJ, and I think Tony Gonzalez better than Gronk. So we we sh- we kind of strayed from the the um,
1: football talk, but I kind of want to get into this now. We're talking stats. <clears throat> Who is the best scorer in the NBA right now?
0: Right now. Right now. Uh, I don't I mean, obviously, like, yeah, like, Giannis, and you got, like, Steph. I don't know. I mean, and LeBron is obviously, like, up there, but, I mean, he's also on a horrible team. Okay. And you just said three
1: guys. You know who you didn't mention? James Harden.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. James and Harden, Harden
1: yeah. is averaging
0: West 36
1: Brooke. games. Uh, sorry. 36 points a game this year. Incredible numbers. But... Here's the thing. It's not the first guy to pop to your mind because to me, fate of the universe on the line, I want the ball in the hands of LeBron or Kevin Durant. I think they are the better scorers. But that's not yeah. what the stats say for this season. Yeah. It's an
0: example. I know. But like over a career and I, I don't know, like I mean obviously it's one season, but like just you watch like what and you know, I, I get what you're saying with like you didn't Get to see MJ like in this like while he played and like like really see just like how different their playstyles were and like what he's able to accomplish. But still I just I obviously yeah, like Harden averages more and I mean I think that's at least from what I've seen of because he doesn't pass as much as exactly. I would like.
1: Exactly, because he's on a team where he needs to score thirty six points right. a game to win.
0: If right. you put
1: LeBron on Houston He'd probably be doing the same thing or better, yeah. Because he needs because LeBron is a guy that kind of likes to spread the ball, especially look when when he was on the Heat. Uh, look at Kevin Durant and the Warriors. Does Kevin Durant have to score forty a game? No. If you put him in the Knicks, he'd have to. And then everybody would say, "Oh, Kevin Durant's a scoring champ," and everyone would be saying, "Kevin Durant's the MVP." It's all it's all relative to who's around you, and that's why I don't like to look at stats in terms of uh, of. Of football or NBA, I think stats the only clear sport where stats can really come in is in baseball. Like I've explained before, just straightforward. I think if you look at the stats of baseball players and compare them and say this guy's the greatest of all time. But not so much and in terms of you can't watch highlights and really get a feel for Yeah for who Michael Jordan was as a player. You gotta and then people even say, "What about Wilt Chamberlain? Wilt yeah. Chamberlain score hundred points a game. You know, you can look at the stats, stat wise. uh Wilt has better stats than LeBron and Michael, right? Because he's more he's more rebounds and I think assists than both. He mm-hmm. he was an animal. Yeah. And, but then you could say, oh, we played in a different era and yeah, and we didn't get to watch him play. So it's all you know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's relative to the season, it's all but like. But still, I mean, just, like, you, you you can't completely discount stats. I mean, those are still, like, the best players. I'm not
1: completely discounting right. them. I'm just taking right. them with a grain of salt. And, That's like,
0: all awesome. those stats with, like, that are, like, show the best players. Like, Will, I mean, you got Kareem, um, MJ, LeBron. Like, yeah, those will give you the top players. And, I mean, if, if, if you want to say that you can't rely on stats to, like, to, like, differentiate those players, then I, I could see that. But I mean, stats will still show you who the best of all time were, and I don't know. Just seeing a group
1: of a group of players. Yeah. No, I could agree yeah, with that. Yeah. Okay. But you can't. But in terms of differentiating between those players, it's mm-hmm. very different. And yeah,
0: and I'm, and obviously you wouldn't agree because I, I didn't was able to watch MJ either. But like, just from what I've like seen from like his highlights and and yeah, looking at his stats, I, I think LeBron's better, especially just seeing what he did, like with the Cavs originally, then he went to Miami and like he got them a couple titles and then what was honestly most impressive to me was winning a, one title with the Cavs the, a few years ago but bringing his team to the title multiple times and i mean eventually losing but the fact he was able to do that especially last year with nobody on his team i think that just uh, spoke volumes and mj mj, MJ always amazing. had mj always had a team around him and lebron but we don't know what what would have what would have happened if you stripped all those players
1: from from MJ, maybe right? Yeah, you put MJ on the Caps? Who knows? There's no way to know. That's right. My I didn't. I didn't mean to to morph into a, <laughs> an MJ versus LeBron debate because we go on about that for hours. Right. But I just wanted to, to use that as a comparison to to fight the idea of statistics mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to best players of all time. You want to get into into Bryce? Yes. Or do yeah, you want to sh- go, go Shaq and Giannis? Um.
0: Let's, yeah. I I kind of want to talk Bryce a little bit. Okay. Uh, If anyone, if you saw his game last night against the Nationals, it was his first game back in D.C., Played great, which was interesting. Well, he had a bad start, and I think it was like two strikeouts or something, and the Nats fans loved that. I mean, when he was first going out on the field, he was getting booed all around, Um, and then he turned it on and had a homer, had some big RBIs, and he showed, he reminded the crowd that he's Bryce Harper, one of the best players in the MLB right now. And... Like, I – obviously, like, the fans are going to be upset, and I don't really blame them for booing him when he came on because, I mean, that's just what fans always do. And it would honestly have been weird if they didn't. But, I mean, if you really think about it, at least for me, I don't – like, it wasn't really as deserved, I thought, as it was for some big players that have left. Like, like I, I was not a fan when Durant when Durant left the – uh, Thunder went to the Warriors. I definitely agreed with like booing him there, but like, yeah. but with Bryce, like, I mean the Nationals. I mean they it seemed like they choked every year they made the playoffs. I mean they didn't do anything with him while they had him, and I mean and they had good teams, and it's not like, the, I I mean they always lost like a good team like the Dodgers or someone, and they, I mean and they would they'd would make it far. And so, I mean, they're obviously happy to have had him in those times, but, I mean, they never even made a World Series. And I don't even – they might have made one NLCS. I don't even know if they did, though. And so, I mean, it's kind of hard to boo him. I mean, like, he didn't – like, you never went far that far with him. So, I don't know. I, I, I get it because teams are – fans are always going to do that. But still, I mean, they while he was there, they never, they never made it as far as they should, I thought.
1: Well, I think he left because of the money.
0: Well, yeah, and yeah, and that's obviously the other I think big Kevin part. Kevin
1: Durant didn't leave to go get more money. He right. He left because he wanted to win.
0: Right.
1: I think Bryce left because he wanted more money, and I think if the Phil—I mean, sorry—if the Nationals would have given him the same amount of money that the Phillies yeah. gave him, I think he would have stayed. Yeah. I honestly believe that. So I don't think it was right for them to boom. Yeah. I think he was. He was a great. You know, listen, I'm a Mets fan. I don't like Bryce Harper. But he was amazing in the Nationals. Met killer, yeah. Philly killer, Marlins killer, Braves killer. That guy, he tore it up in the NL East for all these years leading up to now. He was great for right. the Nationals. Awesome player. Your organization didn't want to pay him.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: How is that that guy's fault? Mm-hmm. I understand let fans be fans. But if you're, if you're really thinking about it, it'd be like... Look, at a game. I get it. You're gonna be booed, but if you really go up and you talk to these national fans and you really ask them how they feel, I don't think it's right for them to be upset. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to pay the man,
0: right? And like, and I, I, like, I saw a lot of signs in the crowd that were like, "Oh, like you left for money and whatnot." But I mean, if you really like, I, what I think the Nets it's like, or, or I, what I think the Nats organization was thinking was that, like, why spend the money on this guy that hasn't gotten us that like to like an NLCS or a World Series, and I mean. Bryce is one of the best players, but like you can't entirely blame them because I mean he was gonna be one someone that's asking for millions on millions of dollars, and he hasn't quite gotten you where you want to go yet, and so after a, trying for a long time, so I mean it's they clear. got rid they they didn't spend the money on him, and so the Nats on the Nats fans should honestly be more upset with the organization Absolutely. if they wanted him if to keep him so him, long. But yeah. now
1: that they've gotten rid of him, it looks like they're trying to go for a little bit of like a. A quick rebuild, yeah. If you want to, but use that kind of term. I mean, they
0: still got a really loaded team. They're no, still. No, I, really I know good, they're still so. loaded,
1: but uh, getting rid of, of Bryce probably gave them more money to make some other acquisitions and fill some mm-hmm. some holes in their mm-hmm. in their team. And who knows? Maybe they'll be better without him. I don't know. But
0: well, and I mean they didn't even make the did they even make the playoffs last year? I don't know. They didn't no, win no, their I division. The, Bra-
1: the Braves came out.
0: Yeah, the Bra- I know the Braves won the division. I don't even think they were in the wild card. I think I I, no, it was it was the sure, but... I think it was the Cubs and Cardinals if I recall correctly. So, yeah, I mean they missed the playoffs last year and they had Bryce Harper. So, I don't really blame them for I I love I I really I've been a big Bryce Harper fan. I think he's really good, but at the end of the day, he's going to be asking for a lot of money and they don't want to Pay it to a guy that hasn't quite gotten them there yet. So, I mean, the Nats fans like boo him all you want, but it's not nah, he doesn't really deserve it. It's the organization if you really wanted him that bad. So, that's my thought on that.
1: Yeah, um, we only have a couple minutes left, so I'm just gonna go rapid fire in a couple of these of these things that I think are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the past two weeks, the NFL passed uh, this new rule for pass interference reviews I think that was great uh it would prevent something like what happened in the Saints versus Rams game from happening again which I thought was yeah. completely atrocious mm-hmm. uh last night Westbrook had the second 202020 game in ever in NBA history I don't know if it was the second ever but he was the second guy ever to do it the only other guy was mm. Will yeah. Chamberlain so that was incredible um NBA Things are are getting down to the wire now. Only another week. Mm-hmm. Next week we'll be able to to see what the the playoff matchups are going to be and start to make predictions in terms of that. Uh, a couple surprising things. I was really surprised that the Thunder dropped. Yeah. To the eighth seed. Mhm. Uh, for a while I thought they were up in there and then like the three and four spot. I mean, granted. Things in the West are are very, very close. The difference between the Warriors and the Thunder, the one and the eight, Mm. are eight games. So there's a lot of room to move in there, but I think the Warriors are still going to come out of the the West. And Mm. in terms of the East, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how the matchups are going to be and then especially we just the have six, to get a better idea of that
0: the six seven eight is all like super close right now so that would yeah, be and interesting
1: the heat are in at the eight right now and i know they're probably not gonna be able to get past the box but i think it'd be cool to see a little bit more of d wade and yeah in his final season
0: mm-hmm. yeah and and just a rapid fire i totally agree with the pass interference rule i'm i'm gonna be a big fan of that and westbrook i mean that was super impressive the twenty 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 20 i a lot of people call him a stat grabber for always trying to get triple doubles, but I don't really see the problem. I've, I've always been a big Westbrook fan. I've never seen the problem with it. You I mean, can't he's... really
1: try to get 20-20-20. Right. It just happens. That's exactly. amazing. Exactly. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Again, sorry that we've been away for two weeks. Hopefully, we're going to have a really good show planned for you next week, and thanks for tuning in. Yep.
0: Thank you, guys. Good night.
1: Good night.